two, three. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cinema Gems. And as always, I'm your host, the Admirable Admiral. And as always, we're in a video store somewhere in your hometown. So come find us. Yes, video stores still exist. And of course, as always, the lovely Honorable Tesla and the fantastic Miss Frida are here as always, chewing in their jackalope antlers. And of course, the illustrious Butt Maestro himself is going on in my earphones. How's it going, buddy? Admiral, I see you have introduced uh, the listeners to uh, Cinema Gems, but you have not yet told them what we are talking about today. That is quite illogical. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Cinema Gems. I love that we both reverted... I, I love that we both are like, I would yeah, be you, Kirk. You went you with Kirk, Spock, I went with Spock, without saying anything before we hit record. <laughs> exactly. Um, but hi everyone, welcome back to Cinema Gems. We are another show on the internet that j- a bunch of opinionated nerds talk about the shit they love for like an hour at a time, which one would argue might be too much, but you know what? It's our damn show, and we're going to talk about Star Trek today. Let's go! Strange New Worlds. Strange New uh, Worlds. Not not the original Star Trek. Strange I just, New look, y'all y'all think it's nuts when we t- when we have a Star Wars episode? Y'all haven't heard us do a fucking Star Trek episode yet. Like we are both Star Wars nerds and major Trekkies. Yeah, they did. We 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 did a, we reviewed Wrath of Khan earlier. That's this Wrath year. of Khan though. Episode that, that's Wrath of Khan, and like there's so oh. many non-Star oh, wow. Trek nerds that love Wrath of Khan because it's an iconic movie even outside of the Star Trek mythos. What about a couple years ago when we did the slow motion picture? Oh, that's right, we did the slow motion picture. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, but like exactly. this is good Star Trek though. <laughs> ah. <laughs> good. Star Not Trek. saying that Wrath okay, of Khan so isn't. Just... It absolutely is. But, like, you see Wrath of Khan a million times, and it's just like, he. This is a comfort movie now. Like, I'm not necessarily super excited by it anymore, except for the Battle, battle in the Mutara Nebula. Uh, one of the most exciting things about Wrath of Khan to me is the music, and I want to take that as a jumping point to immediately get into one of the first things you notice about this series, Strange New Worlds, when you put it on, is they did something new with the theme song. Admiral, what do you think of the new? What they what do? do? What do you think of the new theme song? Because it starts off kind of normal, with Pike giving the 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 monologue, and then right. it gets into this very action adventure, and does a kind of modal thing. It alters the original series, do and puts it in kind of a Dorian, I think. I like it a lot. So my thing is, so my thing is, is I love two Star Trek themes the most, and that is the first one, and Deep Space Nine. I agree. This I one, also have to throw Voyager and Next Gen in there. And that's fine. You've seen, I've seen, I've seen the original series, and Deep Space Nine, probably as much as you've seen Next Generation and Voyager. That's probably why we do so well. Because you've seen those two the most 
out of the t- ones that I've seen the most. I've actually watched so DS9 I more than I've watched Voyager, but I do love Voyager for what it is, being a sappy romantic comedy <laughs> in space. It's literally just like a giant spaceship in space trying to traverse the galaxy and get back. It's an old sea captain. Yeah, and, and exactly it ends up being a space soap opera sometimes, which is kind of fun. So, the thing about it is is that I don't hate this. I just wanted more free range for the composer to have. I think the composer took a lot of really fun liberties incorporating an old theme in a new way. And setting the tone immediately to, hey, this is going to be familiar, but not quite. Like, this... this, Get, get ready, because this is going to be familiar. You know, we're in familiar territory. We're in uh, original series-ish, a little bit before original series, with a lot of those aesthetics and some similar things going on, similar dynamics, uh, to the point that Cause I we know meet this Spock what... in the very beginning. Yes. Well, we did meet him in Discovery, but yeah. So, bear with. I still have not watched Discovery. You don't need to. You're fine. Cool. We do not judge you for it at I, all. I felt... I can give you a list of episodes you can watch. I felt a little bit lost in the first episode of Strange New Worlds when Pike... Oh, by the way, yeah, we, we meet Captain Pike, uh, who's got a beard and long hair and is cooking for a friend, air quotes. Um, I think... I thought it might have been... See, so... Is it in his brain, or is she a ghost or a hologram? Like, what of the three is it? Oh, none of the above. She's a real Starfleet captain. I know, but is she in his brain? Or is she, like, fake? Or is she a hologram? Like, because obviously I don't think she's real, because she shows up later in the series. And does that mean that she is fake? No. Like, I don't... No. Okay. I think you're looking way too far into it, Admiral. Probably. <laughs> she she is a real person that he has a real on-again, off-again relationship with, where, like, it's clearly a friends with benefits. It's a good friends with benefits kind of thing, and they're both emotionally... Oh, they have, like, they have a common line. They yeah. Line. They, they're, they're both emotionally mature enough to know that they could not make any kind of real emotionally attached relationship work. But, like, okay. hey, when you're in town, hit me up, kind of thing. Uh, um, okay. So, uh, uh, do you want to talk also about Black Bolt is uh, Captain Pike? I love him. And I think he gets to like, flex all of his acting chops in this in ways that he didn't as Black Bolt because he literally couldn't say anything as Black Bolt. That's the whole character. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I personally, I liked it. This was a very strong pilot. Um, it kind of did a misstep on the next two episodes of the series, but after that, I feel like it really hit its stride. How, how do you feel about that? I absolutely loved it. Um, I, I love the pilot. It immediately sets the tone, uh, in an incredible way. Um, it introduces us to everyone we need to know in this series and kind of gives them all a really good starting point to grow from, um, especially Spock. 
Like this, this is a Spock who, uh, there's a lot of growing for him to do as a person. There's a lot of self-discovery for him to do as a person before he can be the Leonard Nimoy Spock that we know with Kirk. Yeah, he has to he has to mature, but also like grow an emotional wall so he knows what to show emotion and when not. He has to not purge his emotions, but you know, like you said, he has to mature. He this is a fun, this whole series and Spock's arc is a lot of fun because we get to see him constantly battling with the voices and this is not just a fun Vulcan thing but it's relatable I think to humans in general where you're constantly battling with the duality in your mind of should I care more or should I stop caring entirely because it hurts to care yep. like it, it's that constant struggle between the duality and his duality struggle is do I fully embrace my Vulcanism or do I incorporate the part human side of me to become something wholly unique and really embrace that and I love that oh and I, I love and it even more Spock's about even, to be married in this series too we didn't even talk about that How right he's, he's betrothed He's, he's yeah. betrothed. He's engaged. Uh, and literally, as he's about to do the nasty with his newly betrothed, uh, he gets a call from Spike. Hey, we're coming out of retirement. Spike? Spike Spiegel? I, I said Spike. Spike. You said Spike. I said I heard Pike. Spike. I heard Spike. I said Danny Pike. Uh, okay, fine. Let's agree to disagree. Captain Pike. Let's agree L- to listeners, disagree. Listeners, tweet, tweet at us. <laughs> At Cinema Gems underscore Pod. What did I say? I don't even remember. But go on. Let's go ahead. Let's get let's get this going. All right. So so he's betrothed and he talks to his uh, fiance and he's like uh, and she's like, well, you have to do what's better for you. I will do what you need to do. So he decides to go to Starfleet. He decides to not do the um, Vulcan. Science Council, I believe. Is that true? Right. Yeah, and right. he decides to go to Starfleet. Uh, and then episode two. Hmm. How did you well, feel about Well, before we move on to episode two, okay. I, I want to talk about some of the other characters we meet, meet in episode one, including his number one, uh, Una. Played by Mystique? Yes. Yes. Yes, she is. She's great. Yes, she is. Rebecca Romaine. She's awesome in this. When? Did, why did we not get her in Star Trek sooner? Yeah. She's fucking great. Um, we also get uh uh Laon Con Laon Singh. Yes. Uh, who remind me what is her relationship to the infamous Khan Noonien Singh? Is she like a I'm, granddaughter? I'm assuming she's a granddaughter or a great granddaughter because it's specified in the episode, but it's said so quickly and overshadowed that that I'm just like, as two people who love Wrath of Khan and love Space Seed, I think I'm the one that's more prudent and like, how the fuck does this happen? And then in Wrath of Khan, they're like, oh, Noonien Singh. Hmm, that name doesn't sound familiar at all. Hmm, 
That's how I feel. I, like. I kind of like I kind of like the repurposing of it though, because her thing is that uh, her colony world that she and some of her other eugenics wars siblings were on, and just kind of being low key and not being associated with the mass murderer psychopath, yeah. um, w- were viciously attacked by the Gorn. And oh. in this show, mm-hmm. I don't know how different it is from Discovery, but in this show, the Gorn are straight up xenomorphs, and we'll, we'll get into that more later. Well, I was gonna say more. more I was gonna specify that they're more like the episode in Star Trek Enterprise, where they're more raptor-like. That's what I would have said. But yeah, no, I can totally see them being xenomorphic esque. Xenomorph slash uh, the the way they evolve is very akin to Tyranids from Forty K. Okay, you always gotta re- you always gotta put that uh that Forty K reference that I don't really get that much, but well, cause cause I know Tiny Tony Hawk is listening, and I know we, oh. he and I talk about the Forty K. I need to send him. I need to send him last week's episode. Thank you for reminding me. Oh yes, you do. I'm gonna send it right now. I I told him at I told him at Swapper Jacks when we were opening up the box together. Uh, hey, you're not going to believe what we reviewed last week. We talked about Starship Troopers, and he went, oh, man. All right, already sending it to him. Already sending it to him. Very nice. So we got La'an Noonien Singh, who I love. What about uh, And her what about and Cadet number Uhura? one, Una. Yeah, Cadet Uhura. She had, she, I, look, first episode, I was already fully into it. I really was. And then I was absolutely locked in in the final moment of the episode where Pike is giving the classic, you know, the, the spiel, boldly go where no man has gone before. There's silence on the bridge for a second. And you just hear Cadet Uhura, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I jumped off the couch. I was like, oh my God, yes. Let's go. Uh, and then we also have Nurse Chapel, who kind of has... A weird romantic relationship with Spock in this series? So, one of the many things I like about the characters in this series, uh, and it makes sense that being in Starfleet you have to be kind of emotionally mature, is everyone on the Enterprise, at least, is emotionally mature enough to recognize, I have feelings for you. That might not necessarily mean that you have feelings for me, and even if it does, that might not necessarily mean we would be good together. No. You know, chemistry does not is not the same as compatibility. Yep. And you can have great chemistry with everyone and be compatible with none of them. Yep. And I think Nurse Chapel just has great chemistry with everyone. Because that's like her whole thing is amazing bedside manner. Yeah. She calms everyone down incredibly well. We also have to talk, however, about Dr. Mbenga. Okay, that's what I was just about to bring up, the, the doctor. Uh, because he was, I think his name was Jamis, Jamis, in Dune. He was the guy that Paul knife fights at the end. Oh. And we kept seeing him in visions throughout the movie, and then he gets to knife fight Paul Atreides, and he gets his ass whooped. In a very honorable way. Um, and but I, I love Dr. Mbenga. I think he's a fantastic emotional ethos 
to the crew. And also his daughter that he keeps in a stasis pod for that. Uh, his daughter, who is terminally ill with an illness that no one in the Federation has a treatment or a cure for. She's got days to live and she keeps putting off her death by putting her in stasis in the transporter. In the one that he has in the medical bay. Right. Uh, which means he doesn't really use the medical transporter a whole lot. Um, do you also want to talk about Bruce Hork, um, who is actually visually impaired, and he plays a visually impaired character. Like, he's actually blind. Um, Hel- Helmer? Yes. He's he's great. Wait, the actor is actually yes. blind. That's amazing. Yes. Fucking props to the casting uh, department of this show for getting an actual blind person to play a blind character. Um. Oh. Uh, what? Uh, what? What race? What Star Trek race? That, is he? That's again? not that. That's the Andorians. But I know that uh, the fellow box troll. Um, the shorter one of the two that I know of, he yep. has stated yep. that yep. they're, they have two subspecies and the classic Andorian is the ones that we know from the original series. And this subspecies of Andorian is, um, uh, subterranean. So does not need their visual. There's not need their eyes. So that's why they are blind is because they live most they're basically a mole they're basically moles they're they're dark elves oh my god you always gotta they you always gotta bring us somewhere in there right right fantastic frida oh you three milk bones even though milk bones are bad for you T- tell me i'm wrong no milk bones are bad for you <laughs> i'll give you some bitch tell me i'm wrong <laughs> I'll give some to your AATs that are doggos later because I knew I I do I was like he's gonna make two Dungeon Dragons references within five minutes of each other, and they're like I'm like he's gonna do it. Excuse you, I made one 40k reference and then oh, one whatever. Dungeons and Dragons. It's the same reference. thing. I have not made it's two the same of thing. either. It's the same fantasy stuff. It's the same fantasy. How dare um, you? Also, oh. Yeah, and Star Trek and Star Wars are the same thing, I mean, Admiral. It, How does if that you feel? you tweak the right universe, they could be in the same universe. Oh, my God. Um, oh, also, I did have a question for you. As a person who's watched Lower Decks and... Well, not all of it, most of it. And as a person, you know that I have not watched Lower Decks. Do I need to consume all Star Trek... TV shows in order to like Lower Decks or understand it completely? No. Um, I, I would... Th- there's a few different ways to watch Lower Decks. You don't necessarily have to have watched any Star Trek to jump into Lower Decks because just like Strange New Worlds, it gives you all of the world building that you need, all the setup, within the first few episodes. Hey, here's where we're at. Here's what's going on in the world right now. Here's how Starfleet kind of works. And here are the people that are important to you for the series. It it does that in the first few episodes. It is set next generation-ish. Like somewhere in the next generation Voyager DS9. Well, those all kind of bleed together anyway. Because I know toward the end of 
toward the end right. of next generation is when Deep Space Nine starts, and then toward I think what midway through Deep Space Nine is when Voyager starts. So it's just kind of like it kind of bleeds in okay. together at once. Um, okay, uh, and then um, um, but no, just for reference, Lower Decks is mostly. Uh, next generation ish, but it is on a ship that you never hear of in the okay. rest of Star Trek. Okay. At least I haven't. It is a whole fully self-contained okay. cast and crew. Okay, well that's good. Thank you for that. Um, but okay, let's go ahead and get started. Um, the the main actor on it is actually Huey really? from the Boys. He, he, he plays the kind oh. of Morty stand-in. Because it, it does give big Rick and Morty vibes. Well, the animation but style But a lot like less chaotic. Like very reminiscent of, of Rick and Morty. The, the animation style is very reminiscent of Rick and Morty. And some of the comedic beats are Rick and Morty-ish. But it never goes too far. Like Rick and Morty often oh, okay. does. Okay. Um... Which, have you seen the new series yet? Because I haven't. Okay. I have not either. Uh, what was it? I, I fell off of Rick and Morty at a certain point. It was just too much? too much for me. It was too much existential nihilism. It was too too depressing. And I was like, I, this is bumming me out more than oh, Walking God, Dead Oh, God, don't even get me started on Walking Dead. I don't understand why people like that show still. And how is it still going on? Why did, why did we all... Why did we all like Walking Dead for, like, a solid three or four years? And why are there people that still like it? Like, y'all, get therapy. Stuff and things. Stuff and Jeez. things. Um, I think we just... I, to be honest with you, we had... It was Walking Dead, and then... You know why we all fell off Walking Dead? Because Game of Thrones started. That's what it was. That's what, that's what it was. Okay, so... We've talked about the music, we've talked about kind of where Strange New Worlds falls in the timeline of Star Trek lore, kind of, and we've talked about yep. most of the bridge crew, haven't we? Oh, there's actually one or two we're missing. We're also missing the oh, pilot. The sexy pilot? Uh, yeah, whose name I'm blanking on right now, but they're awesome. The Honorable Tesla is very um, Christine Chapel neuter her. Oh yeah, Eric Ortegas. Was very upset that we, we we forgot his favorite character because he loves the driver. Because if he was in Star Trek, he would just sit on the lap of the driver while the driver drove the ship, and he'd be like, "I'm okay, I'm fine." I mean, yeah, that's fine. Um, but yeah, we got Laon, we got Neuter Uhura. What about Eric? Fucking great. Okay, I was about to say. What and Eric Ortegas. They're awesome. Like, when I realized this, that this show, this bridge crew, is the most wholesome man in Starfleet, surrounded by a bunch of super intelligent girl gay theys, I was like, yes, I'm yep. in. Let's no, go. That's an accurate description <laughs> of it, of that. Uh, the only, the only... Um, I, I love... I love everyone on the crew of this ship, and the general visual aesthetic of this ship 
really feels like Mass Effect to me. What about in Ronga the Fu? Best possible way. Wrong Fu. Ronga Fu. Who are you talking about? The, she is uh, Jenna Mitchell. Uh, I who's who's Jenna Mitchell? Get, I don't gotta, see them on the cast list in, at uh, all. Into look, 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 look. Let's go ahead and go. I, I need I need you to describe for our audio only show <laughs> so what you are seeing. If you at. click on to top cast and you go down to Jenna Mitchell, this is this is uh, wrong. For, she's a I, Chinese. You told she me is not a Chinese, to have IMDb uh, up. Canadian actress. Um, she mostly does most of her work outside of Toronto. She's been in Hello Again, Warehouse 13, The Beauty and the Beast, but she's most well known for um, Strange New Worlds. Uh, and I believe she is. She may be the pilot. That's who I was thinking of as the pilot, the sexy pilot. Oh, the other... The okay, okay, cool. The super, the super cool. sexy pilot. She's also really cool. You're right. I don't know, why, uh, I don't know how uh, I forgot about okay. her. So, we're going we're gonna to go ahead and even though... Let, let's speed run through the kind of ba- basic plot synopsis of these episodes. So, episode one, he gets called out of... Ret- Pike gets called out of retirement and calls Spock and the crew of the Enterprise out of shore leave. Hey, we're going back in. We all have PTSD, yeah. but we gotta rescue number one. Uh, they rescue number one uh, by breaking the Prime Directive before yep. it is even called the Prime Directive. It's great. Um, episode two, Children of the, the Comet. Is that um, the one with the... Uh, that's the one where Uhura gets oh, okay. Hazed. <laughs> that's the one where Uhura, yeah, they, they, they haze Uhura a little bit, invite her to an embarrassing dinner. Uh, they, they encountered the shepherds who were escorting this huge comet. Um, and they don't really interfere. They kind of just like, yeah, truck along help with it the, not yeah. hit the planet uh, and everything's great. Ghost of Illidriel, is that correct? Nope. You go ahead try, and do try it. that nope. one more time. Um, I tried. Ah, ghosts of Illyria. I, I I've been watching Rings of Power too much. There you I go. Some so, uh, <laughs> it is a very elvish name, actually. Uh, but they discuss they they investigate the disappearance of a colony of Illyrians, uh, who are, by the way, banned by the Federation because of their genetic engineering. Because the Federation is still like still has some major PTSD from the Han from the whole Khan the nineteen nineties uh, wars World War thing, and all that genetic engineering. Um yeah. and this to me is yeah. the episode where after this episode hits, that's when the series hits a stride. Like to be honest with you, this from from episode four to ten, we get some good fucking episodes here. Some good fucking episodes. I don't know how you feel. I really liked episode three as well, though, especially with the reveal of like, oh, the colonists turned into light. <laughs> that also rem- <laughs> to that also reminds me of this movie that came out like two thousand nine. It's called The Darkest Hour. It's set in Russia, and the aliens are like light bulb. Uh, lightning creatures 
Okay, you've seen that movie too? Yes. That's a weird ass yes. fucking movie. I know what you're talking weird about. Ass fucking movie. I do remember that movie. I th- I'm pretty sure that's one of the random movies that like a friend gave me a free ah! ticket that he got from a radio station. Ah! That sounds For about right. We were probably movie. in the same screening. That's probably where we could have started talking to movies. Oh my god. Memen- what it about Memento Mori? Best that we didn't. Yeah. So episode four, Memento Mori. This this episode is gonna sound so weird if you don't get the timing sync exactly right. You go ahead and talk about this one, so I don't mess up the timing sync. No, I'm talking about how we both said the episode Oh, I'm going to try and do it, but I'll time. try and do it where I'm first. I'm, shit, shit like that's going to sound really I'm weird. I'm going to try where I do it, it exactly first, and then right, you do so it right no after pressure. me. That's what I'm going to try and do. I'm going to edit. Uh, they're delivering a nuclear-powered air filter to a Federation colony. Yep. Uh, all the colonists are fucking dead. Well, An Noonien Singh uh, evacuates the survivors and is like, holy shit, it's a Goran trap. We gotta get the fuck out of here. The whole rest of the episode is spent full Battle in the Mutara Nebula style, just diving deeper into this nebula and outsmarting the Gorn, who are so, I guess, just fucking I guess you vicious. would call them primitive because Absolutely vicious. not only are they primitive, but they're they're still in their pre-evolved state from when Kirk fights them in uh, the episode. I don't know the title episode of the next of the original series where Kirk fights the Gorn, but you know which one I'm talking about. But Maestro, you're aware of the one. Also, I'm not sure if it's this episode or the one after where Spock has a dream where he has to fight his human self. Speaking of the Gorn episode. Of Star Trek original series. Yep. Did you recognize yep. that music? Because holy shit. I love it whenever they re-record that fucking music. Which, oh, and hey, play my it question, off as serious. My question. In the next episode. That shit was great. Uh, uh, is, this the, is this the episode with the goth chick that's evil? Is that her? Is that this episode? Uh, the fun goes, oh, okay. Enterprise Bingo. Um, no, so not yet. Spock Amok. Is that the one where he has to go back home and talk to his wife or his betrothed? Because don't they play the... Th- uh, so, yes. This is the episode with uh, Enterprise oh, Bingo yes. and the two most serious members the of the you know, officer crew, um, Una and La'an. Are, are labeled they're as the fun the killers shit. and they're like, trying to, this is the hey. short leave episode uh it's it's also you're right it's the episode where spock yes. and Dupring accidentally yep. body swap so where it's just like wait what the fuck yeah oh it's great though i think it's absolutely great because not only does Nurse Chapel get to uh bond yep. with spock but he gets to bond with his wife yep. too I don't know. Uh, it's pretty fucking great. <laughs> um, and we, we get a really awesome moment from Pike when he realizes how this race negotiates. 
you know, when he finally puts together, they were rude to the Klingons. They were this way to this people. They were this way to this people. They're literally trying to get on people's level and speak their language. So if you do the same for them, they'll like, yeah, this is one of the episodes where, where Pike really gets to so flex Captain how Daddy. fucking smart he is. Captain Dad. Uh, also, lift us where it, suffering yep. cannot reach. Um, uh, this was an interesting episode. Yes, uh, so this is the episode with the this chosen This is an boy. interesting episode. This was an interesting episode uh, because, once again, breaking the Prime Directive, uh, Pike yeah. falls in love with a really hot, crazy lady. He's just like, wow. Pretty on brand for a Star She's Trek hot. captain. I, I guess the number one rule of being a Star Starfleet captain is oh, you see, have to say, occasionally put your dick that? in crazy. Like, I, I don't know if you remember. <laughs> I don't know if you remember, but when... Just, just test the waters. Uh, when I was reading, it was it was like a, maybe it was beginning of this year. Or, yeah, I think it might be beginning of this year or beginning of... At the end of last year, when I read the uh, the Q conflict where all the captains met, and you got to see fucking Kirk go, "There's a Borg queen," like, yes. has anybody tried fucking it yet? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like, it's like wait, I can what? fuck that. Um, uh, this one is an interesting episode. Yeah, Pike. I don't say he almost questions leaving Starfleet, but he's like, I could fuck this for a while, and I'd be okay with it. Like, that's what Pike kind of, kind of is like, uh... Yeah. Wow. And then it's all yeah. revealed to be a, like, a wow. fucking child sacrifice thing. Which is pretty pretty dark, pretty fast. And the serene... Um, mm-hmm. uh, th- this is also one of the episodes where we get uh, a little bit of an insight into... Dr. Mbenga's work. Uh, because Dr. Mbenga is also helping uh, this child's father, who is also right. a doctor, figure out what's wrong with his son. Uh, that's where we get the revelations about the, the child sacrifice thing. But this kid is also wicked smart and fully figures out that Dr. Mbenga is hiding his daughter. I, I don't know about you, but I got, um, the, I got the, the transporter similar to the Dalai Lama from that kid like okay i'm assuming that's what that was supposed to be it was very dalai yes. esque yes okay um and what Absolutely. about uh, the serene squall Absolutely. this is the goth chick right this is the goth chick episode right uh i hated her heel but turn you- because i wanted to like her so much like no, why did the hot goth chick have to have to be a bad guy? I mean, it does make sense that she's a bad guy, but it's such a mustache twirling fucking heel but, turn but that for me came out of nowhere. Like I really wanted to like this episode, and then she just fully turns around and is like, "Ha! I was but, fooling but, everyone the but, whole but time." But Maestro, <laughs> you know you can change her, right? Like, no, you can change her. You can bring her to the good side. You know you can do that, right? Yeah. 
Okay. I mean, Spock tried. Uh, yeah, this and it episode didn't work, was, so was I don't good, know if I but could. okay, let's be honest. We were only here for the eye candy, and that was the hot goth chick. Let's be completely honest. Like, I was perfectly fine with her being the villain because I'm just like, but look at her. She's hot, and she's a goth chick. I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this. Yeah, I'm fine now. Uh, what about the Elysium Kingdom? You, you good? That episode. Uh, episode 8. Before we get into the Elysium Kingdom, I just want to touch on the little tease that we get at the end of the Serene Squall episode. That the, uh, the, the person Angel was trying to break out of... Oh yeah, there's this whole thing where Spock is faking a romance with Nurse Chapel just to get his fiancée... To not give up the prisoner because Spock figures yeah. out who the prisoner From is. From fucking Star it's Trek: The Undiscovered. Brother, no, Cyborg. Star Trek: The Final Frontier. Star Trek: The Final Fucking Frontier. What does God need with a fucking spaceship? Go. That's what I gotta ask. So yeah, then we get into the Elysium Kingdom. Uh, where Dr. Mbenga is reading the, the, the storybook, the fairy tale, to his daughter that he reads to her every night. And they go into a nebula, and if you know anything nebula, about Star Trek, yeah. it's nebulas nebula, are where you find And it's find always God. a child god. You ever God's notice that? plural. You ever notice Yeah, it's it's always a a sentient consciousness that yeah. is all powerful. This episode was but also has really the emotional good. intelligence of a child. Almost always, yeah, it's very much a kind of I oh fucking Here loved we go. it. And Here we not go. Just Space Jammer D and D in space. Space Jammer. But also Space yes, Jammer. It's D and D in space. space Fuck you. That's all I gotta say. Space Jammer. <laughs> I loved this episode, uh, not just because it's D&D in space, and it totally is, but also all of the crew of the Enterprise get to play totally against type. Pike completely See, the flips whole time I thought of and is a total as, fucking um, coward Oh, the in bald this. guy from Game of Thrones. Oh. Yeah, the... Yeah, you know who I'm talking about? Is oh, it, very oh, God, much what's so. his name? It's been so long. Very much so. Yeah. It's been so long. It's been so Loris. long. It's been so long since... Or, uh, Varys. Yes, like, I legit... I this was Varys. a really good episode. This is also, like... Would you call this a bottle episode? Is that what this is? <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, so, um, I just got a message from GLaDOS... <laughs> And they're thinking about putting it's D and D in space. Okay. Fuck you. As long it's as on the other side you have pillow. me scream space jammer. That's <laughs> so. <laughs> oh my god! Spell jammer, space I'm jammer. It's still got all the letters number. and thank you very and much. Not number. Space jammer is about basketball or Star Wars. Spell jammer is how we do or treasure planets. Okay, but the Elysium yes. Kingdom is I great because everyone this plays against it's type. It's so and fucking it's good, fucking wholesome as hell. Uh, 
Also, yes. the daughter who is terminally ill becomes part of the I got nebula. really sad, and then... I, no, I didn't I cry cried. until she Did came, became cry? an adult and came back. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, holy shit, she came back. I was like, she aged how fast? That is what I was like, you motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, within like she lived a fucking minute and a half. She lived lifetime within the nebula. Yes. Within the, the, the course of a few seconds. It, it, I just, is this the other uh, Gorn episode? Okay, so, episode Is this the nine, other Gorn episode? Um, they get a call to investigate the Peregrine. Yep, that's exactly what it and, is. Yep, it's Alien. Full on, this is a xenomorph horror movie. I was not prepared for how fucking creepy this episode oh, was, was going like, to be. Was it, like the episode, it actually was it like successfully jump scared um, me a few times. Uh, was it Alien uh, Isolation? Uh. <laughs> it's, cute. it's cute that you'd think I'd ever voluntarily play that game. I've, I've watched other people play it, and I still get jump scared. I'm sorry. And I'm not even I'm the one I'm sorry that I'm laughing so long, but I just... The fact that I would... That question was not meant for you. That was question, That was a rhetorical question. Bid for anyone to be like, oh yeah, that was like that episode. It was like that game. <laughs> oh, for for the listeners, I'm sorry. It is. Thought, it is, but it I also the involves show was a the conversation other, the between listeners. us. Oh my god, this is fucking hilarious. I know. <laughs> and this one's really good. Amazing. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's the Xenomorph yeah. episode, and I fucking loved it. It was also super intense, and I yeah. I got so fucking sad when Hemler got puked on by the Gorn. Yeah. God, because I knew he was dead immediately. Yeah. Like we had already seen. That's how they transmit their eggs. Oh, he's fucked, and the way he just walks out into the snow. Walks out to his own death. Oh, fuck. That was emotional. Like, uh, this show the, made me the, cry twice. The, like, uh, two episodes in a row. Season finale of season one. The quality of it was Mercy. too much, man. I don't know about you. Yeah, so, uh, Pike is about to tell one of the... By the way, thing we haven't talked about, but they established in the first episode. He had a vision of the future where he saw his own death and he sacrificed his life for a handful of cadets. And even though he doesn't want to guarantee his own death, he still wants to try to save those cadets that he does end up saving. Uh, so he researches the list of cadets that he thinks he saves in the future and he bumps into one of them who wants to join Starfleet, and he's in the middle of writing, uh, essentially a, a, a decline. Yeah. <laughs> a, a denial, a letter of denial. Of, of non-acceptance. No, you are not allowed I in said, Star Trek. I said, good day. <laughs> you lose. Good day, sir. Um. Okay. Uh, and all right, we're getting to his future right okay, I don't self know about you, comes in and stops but I watched him this, from writing I watched this the episode letter. with Patron, okay? And I'm going to be completely honest with you. When we did not see who it was 
and we saw the outfit and how kind of robust and portly he was, I legit thought it was William Shatner. No fucking joke. I thought it was William fucking Shatner. I thought it was William Shatner. I was like, is it William Shatner? Because I don't know about <laughs> you, but besides the original series costumes, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, uniforms, uh, the the movie uniforms with, uh, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you like um, the, I like the those a lot, but no, legit, like, I was uniforms. like, is that fucking William yeah, Shatner? They're pretty and Patron's cool. just like, wait, is this the season one finale? I'm like, yeah, she's like, you could have told me. I was like, you didn't watch any of the other episodes. So, like, what, what would you want me to say? But, yeah, no, I thought that was him. So then he brings him to the future, which I guess is five years from, or was it six or seven years from when it's supposed to happen? Like, because... He, he gives him a vision of the future that will happen. One of the future events that this uh, future Pike... Basically, he's trying to send the message of, hey, if you do this, yeah, it'll save those kids, but it'll also kill trillions of people in a never-ending actual and, and war other... with the Romulans. Uh, by the way, here's how that actually starts. And okay. we get jumped into the and future, Patron, and we Patron, see not me. Patron was James the one that T. was upset Kirk. with the James T. Kirk uh, cameo. She was like, okay. She's like, who's the guy who plays Spock? I was like, Ethan Peck. She's like, that's Spock. This guy's not Kirk. He doesn't even sound like him. And I'm just like, okay. I was like, hey, babe. She's like, what? I go, this is an alternate timeline episode, so this doesn't really matter. And she's just like, well, I'm going to go to bed. And she legit just left the room. She was like, I'm done. I'm done. And I was like, oh. I was like, new Star Trek doesn't do it for her, only the old ones. <laughs> it's like, legit, just like, that's not, that's not Kirk. That's not him. He, it's not William Shatner. I, I was a little bit confused because I was under the impression oh, that okay. like, when they mentioned dark I mean, timeline, I expected Spock to have a goatee. Yeah, but well, no, it's a different skewed timeline that is not yeah, the darkest timeline. But this is not quite that timeline. It is a timeline that could possibly happen because um, when he met the big brain people in the original Cage episode of the original series, he saw his like you said, he saw his eventual madness unfold in him and see him go crazy. So he's trying to prevent that from happening. But I guess he's running away from that. But I don't know if they're going to doom him to that unless this show does poorly because this show's doing really well. So they're probably just like, oh, you're in your own timeline. You're not even in the same timeline that you were in. Because they also mentioned that this might be also another reboot of the Kelvin timeline because Kirk states my father died on the USS Kelvin and I'm just yeah. like wait what the fuck so that means with that one piece of dialogue that means that this series could be in a completely different universe than the movies and the original show timeline Well, he, Correct. He did that's die that. On the that's Kelvin who Thor was playing. Thor was in, playing uh, in the J.J. Abrams ones, right? Right. 
that yeah that's why it's called the Correct. Kelvin timeline. But no, but I'm saying that's that it's this that series, with that one piece that of dialogue, this series is not only different from the J.J. Abrams movies, as far as we know, because we haven't seen Chris Pine or, um, oh God, I'm blanking on his name, Zachary Quinto uh, as Spock and Kirk. And, you know, uh, McCoy, we haven't seen uh, yeah. the, uh, he's not an elf. He's not, a, is he an elf? Is he an elf in Lord of the Rings? McCoy. Carl Urban. Okay, he's a human. Who? Okay. Okay. He is not an elf. He is one of the writers the of Rohan. The guy who goes insane. He is, he is Aomir. No, the guy who he is doesn't the go insane. nephew of King Theoden. The captain of the Titanic. Well, he's, he's made to the go captain insane of the because Titanic. Because Worm Tongue is whispering lies into yeah. his ears at his most desperate moments. Yes. Uh, but look, this is yes, yes. This is this is a Bernard really Hill. good episode, but also a mind fuck he's episode great. because you don't know what's real and what's not. Because to me, with that one piece of dialogue, I'm like, okay, I'm on board with this being a completely different type of series of Star Trek. I'm 100 percent fine with that. I don't think the rest of the internet will be. But look, he learns through his trials and tribulations. Yes, no pun intended to one of the best episodes of, of the original series. But, you're welcome. But, I will say this, that ha. this is probably my, one of my top three, maybe four, at least in the top five episodes of this season. Is This is, I think, number three or two. Because this is such a good fucking episode. Yes, it all the all the strings that they I want to, to end up and end finale. on. They tie up nicely in a nice bow, but also leave them a little bit loose, so they can unravel them in the next season just enough. I'm sorry, that's all I wanted to say about this episode. So you go ahead and talk more about this episode because I just wanted to talk. Go ahead, go ahead. Correct. Well, I, 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 you said everything I was going to say. I completely agree. Um, I, I love that. I love the parallels in this episode and the standoff between the Enterprise and the Romulan ship. That there are parallels on each of the ship to different mentalities. Like, there's one person on each ship who is like, no, we must maintain peace. We are tired of this endless war. And there's, of course, the young hothead who has only ever known war and is like, no, we can't trust them. We have to fire first. Uh, and seeing those mentalities kind of yeah. play out. And it's, it's a great episode. It's a fucking great episode. It's a nail biter. It, it in some ways, almost felt like oh, uh, shit, yeah. the finale yeah. of DS9. Yeah, where you no, have, I can like, see the that. The big convergence of fleets. You know also, what I, mean? I didn't know Kirk was that when, smart when they're, when they're to reroute all the, uh, of the other ships, the mining ships, to his one fucking shuttle. How did that work? They didn't do no technobabble on that shit. And also, Scotty accidentally probably made a voice cameo I have somehow. No idea, but you know what? In this if episode, it works. It works. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, if you're going yeah. to, 
Just get Tom and Peg back. I'm, I'm glad just, they didn't try to just recast do, him. Just do that. Um, I- Basically. So, here on Cinema Gems, with everything we review, whether it be movie, TV show, what have you, we have a very easy rating system. Whole Gem, it was amazing. Absolutely watch it. Half gem, eh, maybe speed run it. No gem. Don't I bother. give this Admiral, a where full do you stand gem with Star directive. Trek: Strange New Worlds. It is. It oh damn, you went better than I did. Damn, you went up to me. Oh, absolutely. You went up to me. Full dilithium. Maestro, maestro. <laughs> I did the Wrath of Khan joke. I got morning. you, motherfucker. You're welcome, listeners. <laughs> um, buried alive. But, buried alive. Uh, please let us know what you were doing. I told y'all, y'all weren't ready we for us to do another Star Trek episode. <laughs> let us know what you were doing. Hopefully you weren't doing anything important. And let us know what you thought of Strange New Worlds and what you thought about our thoughts on Strange New Worlds. You can tweet us at cinemagems underscore pod and you can email us directly at cinemagems15, that's 1-5, at gmail.com. Yes. Uh, and also thank you Marty and the Arrogant Observer for letting us be on the website lowrainpictures.com. Also, Kevin George, thank you for letting us use your music. Also, guys, we are excited, we are wonderful, and we are ready for next week. Do you want to give them a special treat of what's next week? Because it's also the seventh anniversary of this podcast. Do you want to give them a treat of what the next movie is going to be? I, I think you should do the honors. I think I think having been the founder of the show, I think you should do the honors. Um, we're doing Tron, people. We're doing the 40th anniversary of Tron. Uh, Booooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooo
take care of yourselves so you can take care of others yes. when you need and to. And also, guys, remember that uh, black lives always matter. Always. But remember to wipe your hooves. Wipe your hooves. But black lives always matter, guys. Bye. Bye. Uh,